0: Welcome to Art Journal with the Moon, a podcast about learning how to practice magic, tend to the soul, and do your deep emotional healing with your art journal and the moon hosted by Dana Dupont In this podcast, I share with you the comings and goings of the moon in the week ahead, my suggestions for aligning with her energy in a creative way, and my tips and tricks for art journaling with the moon. Here, we explore lunar cycles, seasonal shifts, and art journaling to find our way back to the grounding rhythms of the natural world, to step into our power, and to access our own inner magic. The moon is our companion, and the seasons our muse, guiding us to create, reflect, and grow through the colorful pages of our art journals. So come, gather round, and let's weave magic art and healing into your daily life. Hello, my creative friends. This is the moon update for the week of October 16th to the 22nd, 2023. So in this episode, I'm going to share a summary of the moon's energy for the upcoming week and the inner work and magic that you can do in your art journal to make the most of the opportunities the moon is gifting us with. As I was sitting down to think about um, my thoughts on the moon this week, I realized I had made a mistake with the eclipse last weekend. That eclipse energy, I know, is known to be unpredictable and unstable, and I seem to have fallen into that vortex and contributed to the instability because I did not double check my eclipse source, and I thought it was happening for my time zone around 11.54 p.m. on Friday the 13th, but I was wrong. It was happening on Saturday, Saturday the 14th. So anyone who followed along on that information, I really apologize to all of you who might have relied on it, (laughs) but it was wrong. I did, however, have um, an opportunity to contemplate the eclipse energy in my own astrological birth chart, because we're still in that eclipse season right now. And as we're building up to a lunar eclipse at the end of the month, And that unstable and unpredictable energy is bringing change and transformation in my fifth astrological house of creativity, joy, romance, and children. And it's right across from it on my birth chart of the 11th house, which is the house of groups, community, friendships, and hopes and wishes. Making a mistake like I did in the way that affects my community and the ones who art journal with the moon alongside me ushered in this compassion for myself because I was treated by everyone with such acceptance and understanding. The people who reached out to me after I made a mistake were so kind. They didn't blame me or hate me or show up with resentment or frustration. They actually just encouraged me and supported me. And it was really beautiful and had me crying on a couple of occasions. The focus of the solar eclipse this weekend was on our relationships and patterns from our past, urging us to release what no longer serves us. And for me, that was just really like, so gosh darn beautiful. The words of that comfort and the support and the acceptance and the reassurance I received when I made a mistake helped me feel freer to show up with my intuitive, messy, not always perfect creative self. I am feeling really grateful for that. As I was sitting with the themes of the eclipse, especially how they relate to my own birth chart personally, I knew something big and important was being worked through emotionally and spiritually. But I really couldn't connect with it. I could feel it in my body, and since it was there right under the surface of things, I couldn't feel it in my heart or name and understand it until I messed up, and everyone met me with kindness. The kindness I received was like this wave of love that opened my heart, and I finally was able to see what I needed to see about myself, the eclipse, and my fear of abandonment, and how it affects my creativity. And if you'll notice, those are really the 5th and 11th house themes. I have a creative project that is near and dear to my heart. I've been working on it, on and off, for five years, but I keep losing focus and putting it on the back burner. Every time I stop working on it, I sense there's this subconscious block causing my procrastination. And honestly, it's one of those like repeated patterns and they keep happening where I keep doing the same thing I don't want to do over and over and over again. And each time I do it, I do end up getting curious and I end up meeting this new layer of wounding that's causing this procrastination. So every time I stop working on my project, it is because there's another emotional layer that needs my attention and care but I'm not always conscious of that until months later. Instead, I just procrastinate and don't work on the thing that is most important to me. Eventually, I realize what I'm doing, so I get curious, ask myself why this is happening. Why are you procrastinating, Dana? Each time I get curious, I eventually see what I need to see and meet those parts of my inner self with love, and I rewire my brain with the map method until I'm ready to work on my project again. If ever you've had a pattern that continues to show up, you know how frustrating it can be. I make progress, then get stuck again, then I tend to what needs to be tended to and make progress again, then get stuck again. (laughs) Inner healing takes heroic patience and determination sometimes. The eclipse happened on that fifth house as I was describing of my birth chart, which is the house of creative projects. So I'm not surprised that I finally was able to see the emotional block that has been in the way these last few months. Ever since the eclipse polarity moved away from the Taurus Scorpio part of my chart and into the Aries Libra part of my chart, this profound healing has been going around and around when it has to do with my feelings of belonging, friendship, and community, and the way that affects my creativity. I had no idea how tied up all of that was with my dream of finishing my book. But the layer I was able to tend to this weekend was seeing how scared I am of being abandoned if I create something and share it with other people. It's not like really this fear of rejections as much as it's this fear of abandonment. If I finish my book, I'm scared people will leave me. People I love will abandon me because I created something. This is the belief that I have going on. My mind was trying to protect me by avoiding the project because it wants to keep me safe from potential harm and disappointment. The beautiful, imaginative, and brave ideas were held back by those fears as my mind tried to create a sort of protective wall attempting to shield me from that potential hurt. And so while my heart longs to express and create and finish my darn book already, the fear stands like a guard making it challenging to Step into this vulnerable space of authentic creation and sharing. It's a tender spot to be in where the desire to create and share is dimmed by the fear of how it and extension me may be abandoned abandoned by others. If I could show you how important this book is to me, you would see all the way down to the core of my soul. And in that light, you would see this like little girl sitting at a table drawing and writing her heart onto the page. It's what I really, really want to do before I die. I want to make sure I finish this book, but oh my goodness, how I have procrastinated over and over again. Please know I say this with gentleness and compassion towards myself because the truth is, what has become more important to me than my goals and dreams over the years is treating myself and all my inner parts, especially my sensitive inner child parts, with all the patience and love they will ever need. I care more about how I treat myself and my inner parts than I do about finishing the book. And finishing that book is really darn important to me. I want my inner child parts to know that it's okay. Every time I procrastinate, I meet another part of myself that needs love, that needs my care, and my attention. I refuse to make my dream of finishing my book more important than my inner child parts. They are most important to me. I'm giving them what they didn't receive. My goals and dreams will happen in their own timing, but my feelings, my experience, and my needs are my priority. I will not abandon myself ever again. Or at the very least, I'm going to try my best not to. And that's what I see me telling this inner child part who is afraid of being abandoned if she creates this. I see me saying to her, I will not abandon you. I will never abandon you. I am here for you. I'll be here for you when you finish your book. not going anywhere and when your book is done i'll hold it in my hands and press it to my heart and it will be as precious to me as you are because your creations are important to me i don't care what anyone else says or thinks about them i will hold them as sacred and precious because you are sacred and precious to me no matter what you will have me i know that my feelings of abandonment are intertwined with these feelings of not belonging and not fitting in So I also imagine saying to her, I know that sometimes life can feel like this massive puzzle and finding where you fit in can be challenging. It's okay to feel out of place sometimes, a lot of us do, even if it doesn't seem that way on the outside. I want you to know that just because you might feel different or out of place now doesn't mean you'll always feel this way. Life has a way of changing, often when we least expect it. And sometimes the things that make us feel unique or out of sync with others are the very things that becomes our strengths in the future. Remember, everyone has their own journey and their own timeline, and it's okay if yours looks a little different than someone else's. It doesn't mean you're behind or you're not doing things right. It just means you have your own unique path to walk. This is the magic the moon and the eclipse weaved into my life so far. How has it been for you? This week, the moon is growing in energy as we move towards a full moon lunar eclipse on the 28th. The sun is also moving into Scorpio next week, so the moon will be reflecting those deep waters soon. For the next couple weeks, I think this will be enhanced by the fact Mercury is moving into Scorpio as well. So every time the moon has a relationship with Mercury, it's going to be reflecting that Scorpio energy too. My mentor, Kelly Surtees, describes this Mercury in Scorpio energy as a journey through deep emotional and spiritual waters, inviting us to dive into the profound realms of our emotions and thoughts. Scorpio, known for its intensity and depth, prompts Mercury to dig deep, fostering conversations in our relationships and reflections that are rich, meaningful, and sometimes really revealing. During this particular time, conversations might naturally veer towards exploring feelings on a deeper level, not shying away from topics that are typically hidden beneath the surface. We might find ourselves engaging in discussions about our most secretive or suppressed feelings, bringing into the open what has been lurking in the shadows. There is an encouragement to talk about all kinds of feelings, even those that are usually veiled or uncomfortable. Thereby opening channels for more genuine, albeit sometimes intense interactions. The energy of Mercury in Scorpio is notably reflective and introspective. So it's getting it to think about the things that are beneath the surface. And we're looking for those facts and we're looking for understanding. It ignites also this like strategic, sharp mindset because that's reflective of Mercury and It's looking at dissecting situations to really get to the root core. That's like Mercury in that Scorpio energy. There's this distinctive pull towards investigating the why or the how or the root cause. Mercury's stay in this water sign offers this therapeutic and psychologically rich period where thinking, talking about or gaining new insights around your emotions and feelings becomes a prevalent theme. It's a time where processing and digesting emotions might become a central part of your communicative exchanges. So offering this really good potential for healing and transformation. Moreover, the strategic nature of Scorpio kind of enhances our ability for strategic thinking, offering a climate where making smart strategic decisions is supported. There's an emphasis on the long-term focus, seeking sustainability and depth in your plans and your conversations. To me, this all means that it's like a really great time to book those sessions with your therapist, your coach, or your professional intuitive. Your hidden subconscious blocks and emotional issues will be easier to navigate, and you'll probably get to the root of things a lot sooner and with more ease. It's actually also a really great time to do some of that brain rewiring and some of that work with your subconscious mind. So if ever you're interested in doing that with me, know that I work with the map method and I would definitely invite you um, to come along and enjoy a session or if you don't want to get into a private session you might want to join us for my held by the moon gatherings which happen on Monday evenings every second Monday evening and this next one we're having is on Monday the 16th and our theme there is working with that solar eclipse in Libra because when the eclipse was happening it's a new moon but that eclipse energy is pretty chaotic and predictable so it's not the best energy to set your new moon intentions in so it's good to wait a couple days so monday and tuesday happen to be good days to work with those intentions so in our art journals when we gather on um at the help by the moon gathering online We're going to work with our art journals and the map method to set our intentions and then really work on any limiting beliefs that we might have still within ourselves that might be working against those intentions. So we want to support that so that our inner world really is the best reflection um, to support us where we're wanting to move forward in. Now I'm going to share just the energy of each Day this week and the journal prompts that you might want to explore in your art journal if you art journal with the moon this week. On Monday, the moon is in the new moon phase still and it's in that sign of Scorpio. It's also having an opposing relationship with Jupiter. The moon carries a tinge of Mars on Monday, which is the ruler of Scorpio. So it brings that planet's kind of energy to your emotional landscape. Scorpio's energy, while not always conducive to outward vulnerability, offers us a protective shell or a sanctuary where we can safely introspect and explore our deeper feelings. There is no denying that Scorpio shields us. The shielding is not just about hiding away. It's about providing a safe space for healing, for facing those secret or repressed emotions that we might shy away from on any other day. Scorpio energy urges us to dive deep into our emotional and spiritual realms, which are essential territories for healing and transformation. Art journaling becomes a powerful tool during this time, allowing us to visually and creatively express, process, and navigate our feelings. The intensities of conflict and destruction in the world right now, they're so vast and and such complex topics, and they're devastating. It can awaken a storm of emotions no matter where you are in the world. Through art, we can try our best to capture and understand how we think and feel about the overwhelming situations people are being forced to face. Let's use our art journals as maps, charting our emotional landscapes, addressing the pain brought about by conflict in the world, and try our best to find some solace in the transformative power of Scorpio. Remember, while the Scorpio energy might urge us to hide and protect, it also provides us with a powerful catalyst to face, heal, and transform difficult and challenging emotions. So get out your art journal and draw, paint, or collage an image that represents the emotions you experience when you witness pain and suffering. On Tuesday, the moon is still considered to be in the new moon phase. But it's moving into the sign of Sagittarius, and it's having a tense relationship with Saturn, an opposing relationship with Uranus, and a happy relationship with Pluto and Neptune. When the moon is in a happy relationship with the planet Pluto like it is today, it brings a harmonious energy that intertwines your emotional and intuitive self, represented by the moon, with themes of transformation and rebirth, which is represented by Pluto. You might feel drawn to change or transform an emotional experience you've been carrying. It's also a time where your intuition might gently nudge you toward considering areas of your life that are ripe for transformation or renewal. So what in your life are you ready to transform? Spiritually, this can be a period of rebirth where you find your inner world and your inner parts, whether that's your inner child parts or your ancestral parts or your past life parts aligning with a spiritual truth that is new for you. In essence, this energy encourages you to look within and embrace change, helping you to let go of past emotional baggage and regenerate from within. There's an invitation here to explore the depths of your emotional and spiritual selves, but with the supportive energy of the moon and Pluto. It's likely to be a gentle and gradual exploration rather than a turbulent journey. It's a great day to book an emotional or spiritual healing session as well. So in your art journal, draw a collage or paint an image that represents something about yourself or your life that you're ready to transform. On Wednesday, the moon is in the waxing crescent phase. It's in the sign of Sagittarius and it's having a tense relationship with Venus. This waxing crescent moon phase is when a silver sliver of the moon appears in the night sky. The moon is moving from being dark, still, and invisible to growing and coming into full power. I like to think of this phase as the time when the dream seeds I planted during the new moon are just starting to form shoots or tiny roots. I might not be able to see my prayers being answered or my dreams manifesting, but I can have faith. That despite the limited capabilities of my physical senses, spirit is conspiring in my favor and there are invisible forces at work in my life, helping me to grow, heal, evolve and create. In my art rituals, this is a time when I'm meditating on the intentions I set during the new moon. I'm revisiting my intentions and trying to call them up in my imagination again and trying to tap into the emotions those intentions evoke within me. I'm feeding my dreams with the power of my imagination and my emotions. So on Tuesday, think about how far you can stretch your imagination. Sorry, this is on on Wednesday, I meant that. And on Wednesday, think about how much goodness you can imagine growing in your life. How many invisible forces can you imagine are helping you in the unseen realms? How many invisible actions can you imagine your angels and spirit guides are taking to help you reach your goals and manifest your new moon intentions? On Wednesday in your art journal, draw paint or collage an image that represents goodness growing in your life. On Thursday, the waxing crescent moon moves into the sign of Capricorn. It's also having a tense relationship with Neptune and a happy relationship with Saturn and Mercury. When the moon has a happy relationship with Saturn and Mercury, there's a gentle, supportive, and constructive energy that allows for your emotional and mental landscapes to be supported. Saturn brings this stable, disciplined outlook, encouraging you to approach your feelings and situations with maturity and a responsibility It asks you to be patient, persevere, and perhaps to structure your emotional world, creating this solid foundation from which you can build upon. Meanwhile, Mercury kind of sprinkles a dose of healthy communication into your relationships. It makes it easier to express what you're feeling, promoting these clear, thoughtful dialogue, and enhancing your ability to listen and be heard. With the moon in the mix, your emotions might gently nudge you towards both thoughtful conversations, and stable emotional responses. Isn't that lovely? Allowing you to communicate your needs while also ensuring you feel grounded and secure in your emotional self. It's like having a supportive friend or a wise mentor helping you navigate through the emotional and communication waters, ensuring you express yourself effectively while maintaining emotional integrity and stability. So this energy encourages a balance. Stable and open flow where emotions, thoughts, and communications can be handled with sensitivity and wisdom. It's a beautiful myth. Whether or not you notice this in your communication on Thursday, I invite you to take a moment imagining what communicating your needs clearly without guilt or shame looks like in your relationships. Imagine the people in your life receiving that information with so much kindness and love. If you knew no one would judge, shame, or reject you for what you need, what would you ask for? In your art journal on Thursday, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents a need you have, but one that you have not yet communicated. On Friday, the waxing crescent moon is in the sign of Capricorn. It's having a happy relationship with the planet Uranus and Neptune, and an intense relationship with Pluto. If you're feeling a tug towards introspection and setting boundaries, it's likely the influence of the moon as it moves through that grounded sign of Capricorn. Picture the moon draped in this wise ancient cloak, urging you to understand and respect your limitations. In your highly sensitive soul, You're a beautiful tapestry of deep emotions and intuitive insights. You feel deeply, and often the world's energies can be overwhelming. The Capricorn moon, with its nocturnal and receptive nature, offers a timely lesson. This is the moon must stay in orbit around the earth. You too have your limits, and it's essential to honor them. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, so the moon is drawing down a little more of that planet's wisdom on time, endings, and responsibility. Capricorn's energy is a call to the practical, to the deliberate, and to the disciplined aspects of your life. It reminds you to move forward in your life with persistence, but also with caution, ensuring that you aren't overburdening your sensitive soul. This energy can feel restrictive, but it can also be wisely protective. By being emotionally reserved at times, Capricorn energy helps shield or conserve your strength. Dancing with this energy of your ancestors and echoing archetypes like the Crone and Hecate, the Capricorn moon whispers ancient tales of understanding the balance between ambition and well-being. It's a time to reflect on the power of knowing when to push forward and when to pause, recognizing that sometimes the bravest thing you can do is honor your limitations, even if it feels counterintuitive. So on Friday in your art journal, paint or collage an image that represents an emotional, energetic, or physical limitation you have that you vow to respect and honor as you move towards your goals and dreams. On Saturday, the first quarter moon is in the sign of Capricorn. It's also having a happy relationship with Uranus and Neptune and an intense relationship with Pluto. When the moon is in the first quarter phase, it's like we're at a spiritual crossroads. The energy is vibrant, somewhat challenging, but also invigorating as the moon forms a tense relationship with the sun, creating a kind of tug of war. For highly sensitive souls, this might be a time of heightened awareness where emotions and energies feel especially potent or like they are building up just like the moon is. It's also a period where the seeds of intention set during the new moon begin to sprout and it's as if the moon's asking, are you sure about this path? The first quarter moon invites reflection on whether the direction you're headed aligns with your emotional and spiritual desires. For someone deeply attuned to their inner world, this might mean feeling a little bit of a stir of motivation to adjust or reaffirm your path or your choices, or perhaps it means encountering a few emotional bumps in the road that cause you to just pause for a moment. It's a time to check in with yourself to ensure that what you want and that what you're moving towards and that the possibilities that are starting to emerge around you truly resonate with your deeper spiritual self. So carve out some time on Saturday to reflect, meditate, or journal, allowing your soul some time to just speak to you and to tell you of its needs and desires, ensuring that the opportunities that are coming your way align with your own inner self. So take a moment to pause and assure that your heart and your actions are moving together. In your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents an emotional need you have and how you honor it. On Sunday, the first quarter moon is in the sign of Aquarius. It's also having a tense relationship with Mercury, Jupiter, and Mars. Aquarius is ruled by the planet Saturn, so the moon is carrying a little of that planet's energy as well. Aquarius is a fixed air sign so it brings that energy of fluidity and the ability to change but it couples it with being constant, dependable and able to persevere. Aquarius energy likes to act on its own and distance itself from groups. It's an air energy so it concentrates its focus on the intellect and the mind but it can be stubborn. If you're having a hard time being your own person the moon in Aquarius can help you love and accept the quirky, different, and unique things about yourself. Imagine you loved every bit of yourself and knew that everything that made you different was deeply on purpose and ultimately helpful to everyone you are going to connect with today. Imagine you are perfect just as you are, exactly where you are right now in your life, with the exact perfect personality, habits, and ways of being. Imagine nothing about you has to change for you to reach your goals. In your art journal, draw, paint, or create a collage on Sunday that represents the things that make you different, quirky, or unique. I hope you enjoy Art Journaling with the Moon this week. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to read about the weekly moon updates and daily art journal with the moon prompts I share here and enjoy the visual map of the moon's comings and goings I create every week, check out my blog at danadapont.com forward slash blog. That's D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E dot com forward slash blog. If you know a creative spirit who would love this episode, please share with them so they can art journal with the moon alongside us. And if you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And please, if you could be so kind as to leave a review on your podcast app, it doesn't take much time, but it helps me grow and improves accessibility to other listeners. Plus, my heart does a little happy loop de loop when I receive a little support and love. Thanks for listening. See you next week.